Warning, Marriage on the Rocks provides unfiltered, unconventional, and sometimes unwelcomed relationship advice. Seth and Crystal are certified relationship coaches who have adopted specific methods that work very well for them. Your results may vary. Welcome to our 68th episode of Marriage on the Rocks. I'm Crystal. And I'm Seth. Every week we have a drink with our discussion. And this week, Seth had a really fun idea. And um, since the new It movie is coming out. Came out. Oh, well, yeah. Will have come out. Mm -hmm. Yeah. (laughs) Um, We decided to do a Pennywise drink. Yeah. This this is my own creation. Yes, Um, it is. I, I don't know if it's going to be good <laughs> or not. It looks really cool. Yeah. For anybody watching on YouTube, it looks awesome. It does. You got blood dripping it's, down. It's good. I think it's good. Did you try it? But mm. the, uh, mm. what I did was I took the, since it's Pennywise, you know, he's a clown with white and red. So the bottom layer of the drink is white. And I took uh, rum chata, coconut water, and white rum mm. and mixed it with ice to get the first frozen layer. And then I took uh, raspberry chambord, um, grenadine. The heck was the other? Oh, and vanilla, vanilla vodka. vodka. Um, and then I added red food coloring to make give it that bright red. And then we got our little, you know, dairy, Massachusetts uh, red balloons here. Yeah, uh, which are just cherries. Yeah, so, yeah, it looks so cool. I'm, I'm really, I'm really proud of your. And we thought drink. like maybe this would be a good Halloween drink, but I was like, well, with with it coming out. Yeah, that's a good one. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I like it. Yeah, it tastes good, huh? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's pretty good. Uh, so this week we are going to be talking about first dates. A couple weeks ago, um, we shared a just a question, a question out there on Facebook, actually, not Instagram. Uh, it, what you remember most about your first date with your partner. Mm-hmm. And I just thought that it would be something fun to talk about. There was so many people that participated in this question. Mm-hmm. And it was just fun, like, reading all of the different comments and, and what people did remember about their first dates. And, and even just, just reminiscing about your first date is, should be fun. <laughs> and it's, I mean, I know it's fun for us right. to, to reminisce about it. Hopefully but. it's fun for you. <laughs> Some people. Well, I know that's what I'm saying. Yeah. Hopefully, uh, but yeah. So that's what we're going to be talking about today. But before we get started with that, Seth has his dumbass post of the week. Uh, you know, it's funny. I've seen a couple of the the married sexting mm-hmm. things because uh, you know I found some more that I think are worth sharing. So people get a kick out of these, um, but I still think it's just an example of a. Boring, crappy marriage, dead in marriage that you know you have no spark or it's mm-hmm. gone, and because that's what it's all about. It, what they basically taken is the concept of tech or sexting mm-hmm. and said, No, sexting, you know, when you're married, it's like this, and it's it's really just kind of a new age or a, I'm sorry, a modern way of poking fun at how sexless. And there's no passion in your relationship after you've been married. Yeah. Um, which, of course, we completely disagree with. Right. But this one says, him, what are you wearing? She says, not the fancy underwear, so you can just cool your jets, buddy. Yeah. I mean, first of all, I hope that you're not 
that couple where, like, the only hint the guy's going to get any is if the wife wears a certain special underwear. I know. I know. Like, yeah. she has one pair that, if when I wear these once a month, that means you're going to get some. <laughs> I hope they're not like that. I know. Well, and that's funny that you say that, because I, I, I do like to wear sexy panties and stuff, though. Like, I'm like, okay... These are these are my lucky panties. <laughs> yeah, but it, that's different uh-huh. than than like just using, like once a month. And, yeah, than yeah. using uh-huh. using like you you have one select pair of underwear that if the husband sees you in it, he's like, oh, I am going to get some. Uh huh. Now, if you wear those two to three times a week, keep doing that. Yeah. I mean, not the same pair. Hopefully, you're not wearing <laughs> the same pair of underwear two to three times right. a week. No, hopefully, you have multiple sexy pairs of yeah. underwear that you can wear. Multiple days yeah. of the week, and you can get your husband in the mood. And I think the the difference with your underwear is not these are underwear that I'm going to wear so Seth knows he's going to get lucky. These are the, you wear them, and it's the, you better give it to me underwear because yeah. I'm wearing these. <laughs> yes, exactly. So that's the difference, ladies. Yes, uh-huh. You know. Yeah. I mean, have fun with it. You know, your husband is sexting you trying to engage you know with you some somehow and have fun with it be like and tell him i'm not wearing anything or you know i'm not wearing any panties Mm -hmm. and i i know yeah you said that you saw another one too but the with the sexting thing yeah but um but yeah have fun have fun with it and and get your partner in the mood. Why not? Mm-hmm. So, yes. Speaking of panties, actually, panties. and first dates. Glorious panties. I remember the panties that I wore on our first date. Really? <laughs> yes. Yes. I still have them. I still have the panties that, and, and they're, you know, a few sizes well, maybe not, because my butt... Yeah, your butt didn't, didn't shrink. Didn't shrink, but... Um, but yeah, I, I mean, I still have the pair of panties that I wore really? on our first date and I don't know. I, I don't know why I still, I kept them. It, they, they're not bad looking, you know, they're, they don't have holes in them or anything. So right. I guess why would I get rid of them? But another reason is like, I don't know. I just remember, I just remember those panties. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> I don't know if guys do that. I, I don't remember what. <laughs> What underwear I had on. I remember, I remember, like... I don't think I wore underwear, did I? <laughs> I, re- <laughs> I remember everything that I wore. Yeah. That that day. Yeah, so, yeah. Um, but just re- just remembering about your first date and everything, I think that the first date should have a pretty significant... Significant... Thing, I guess leading into your relationship. What's the first? It's the very first step. Mm-hmm. And and it should be a good first step. What the heck? It's two flies. The There's heck? two flies getting it on. <laughs> All Jeez. that panty talk got the flies I, in the mood. I know. <clears throat> yeah. No. So, but it should be important. You know, your first, your first uh, date with your partner, and um, I mean, I think that. You want to tell our story? Well, initially, like our story for our first date, it's I thought it was a lot of fun, and um, well, and, and I think that 
just to clarify, your first date's not a group date. No. Your no. first date's... I think we kind of disagree a little bit on the double date thing, but we're really referring to the the first time you and you're if you're about to go on it's the first time you guys do something together mm-hmm. as you know maybe just, not even as a couple but just you're especially i mean you're just kind of getting to know each other yeah. so you're not a couple yet right but it's it's that one-on-one evening mm-hmm. or i don't know do you count i always thought day dates were friend zone things i think so too and yeah. that's another thing like with because uh, one of our listeners she said that because she's not in a relationship, and she said that, you know, what are dates anymore? Like, because the dates, quote-unquote, that she had been on recently mm-hmm. were just coffee. You know, just going for coffee. And and she's like, is that really a date? Well, and I, th- I think that, that nowadays people are utilizing co- coffee and midday get-togethers as, as really kind of a way to not label it as a date. Or mm-hmm. one of the parties is just kind of like, oh, it's not a date. It's just us meeting up, getting to know one another. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's almost like this weird way of being like, I don't want to officially say that we went on a date. Mm-hmm. Now, I think that if you start on a day date and it ends in the evening, yeah, then that was a date. I think it went well. But <laughs> if, you're, if you're meeting at 11 a.m. for a cup of coffee... And you mm-hmm. talk for 30 minutes and then disperse. That's I don't count that as a date. Yeah. I think there has to be some some pretty set criteria on there for what the date mm-hmm. actually would be. Well, I know. And I think that when you go on a on a first date, you you're of course getting to know one another, but you are trying to impress hopefully the person yeah and i think that like just go just doing a casual meetup or whatever that just Mm -hmm. doesn't it just doesn't seem or feel like a date i think that's something that people use that are that try to like kind of soften it like like a non-threatening meetup yeah like look Uh just something easy something casual you know no no pressure Mm -hmm. when a first date there should be some pressure yeah i know i agree if there's no pressure it's not a date Uh uh-huh there should be some pressure. Like you said, you, it should be with some level of intent to impress. And if you're sitting on your almighty horse telling me that, well, I, I'm not going to Dave, I have to worry about impressing anybody, then you know, enjoy your cats when you're <laughs> single and 50. <laughs> but right. uh-huh. there should be some level of wanting to make a good impression, right. which it comes from the word impressed. So that should be on your mind. Mm-hmm. You should want the person you're with or you're going out with this first time to have a good experience. Mm-hmm. And so there should be a little bit of pressure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, definitely. Well, I think that like with first dates, they can tend to be pretty uncomfortable. And, and I think that even like, even for us, when we went on our first date, it was, you know, I was, I was very comfortable with you because I knew you, mm-hmm. but it's still like... It was still a little nerve-wracking, like, oh my gosh, you know, this is the first date that I've been on in 10 years, oh, and, man. you know, like, well, how's it going to go? What's going to happen? And where is it going to take me? Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah, it was just, and I guess I asked you out, huh? You did. But you still made the plans. Yeah. For the date. Mm-hmm. 
Well, and yeah, I mean, you 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 asked me out, but it really was, it wasn't kind of in the in the the formal sense of the. Our dogs are drinking oh, water. Shoot. If anybody can hear, and we don't have yeah, we the forgot the mic, the special mic on the yeah. camera. That's all right. This one's fine. Uh, for the, most people, to listen anyway. I know. Don't watch, but if you're hearing our dog drink, he got thirsty. <laughs> um, but no, because you, we were just kind of texting, and I was, I was waiting for you to be single mm-hmm. to ask you out. So you, you kind of informed me that you were single now and wanted to go out in the same text message. Yeah. So it wasn't really just out of the blue. Hey, what are you doing Friday? Do you want to go do something? Yeah. It was. You know, I'm I'm single. I'm I'm moving back in, you know, with, with my, my parents because we broke up. I'd love to go out, uh-huh. and that's kind of what it was. Yeah. Um. So it was a little different. It wasn't just like you pursuing me or something like that. Uh-huh. I mean, we were. We both we knew were, that we were interested. Yeah. In each other. Um. So, but I, th- you know, our our first date was for me. It, it was kind of the same thing. I hadn't been on a first, first date in over 12 years. Mm-hmm. Um, I was in a new town where I had really not done... I say new town. I, I'd been there for a couple of years, but I hadn't done anything. Especially as a single person. Yeah, especially as a single person. Everything was family-oriented or, mm-hmm. or kid-friendly. I didn't know hot spots. I had never been to a bar or a club or mm-hmm. any type of nightlife in yeah. the Denver metro area. I mean, the first time I'd ever even went to downtown was... Uh, St. Patty's Day when we went to the Celtics game. Oh, yeah. Or, no, wait, was the Sports Authority thing before that? Or after that? No, or Sports Column, I mean, not Sports Authority. But sports oh, Column. Oh, maybe it was, yeah. I can't remember. Uh-huh. Yeah. But, uh, no, 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 it was after that. It was after? Yeah, it was after that. Oh, because, because the, we ended up on the TV. Nuggets ended up doing. It was after Carmelo that, that had left. And, yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. But I remember okay. we ended up on TV. And yeah. The reason I found out we were on TV is because somebody I didn't meet till later on. Oh, that's right. Okay. Um, so, yeah. So, but I had never experienced any nightlife in the area. Mm-hmm. And so, I, when I realized I was going out, it just kind of hit me all of a sudden like, oh my gosh, I have not taken a girl out in forever. Um, I don't even know what to do. So, I flipped open my laptop and Googled what to do for a date. In Denver. Yeah. Because I, I didn't know, like, I had no idea where, you know, Putt-Putt was or or any fun little... I didn't even know, like, is, is this lame now doing things like this? Or or how simple do you keep it? What What's the expectations? Because I had been out of that game forever. Um, so I, I just didn't know what, what really to do. What uh-huh. was even step one? Um, <clears throat> and so I don't even know how, how I ended up kind of picking... Where we went, yeah. it was just kind of. I, I looked at what was near. Oh, but best place to take a date in Denver, I think you. Well, did. yeah, that was another thing uh-huh. that I had done, and that really wasn't what showed up. Oh, okay. But I was just like, I was like, you know, after looking, I was like, you know what, I'm just gonna, I'm gonna Bring keep it. this simple. We're gonna go. I want to find a good place to get some pizza and beer, and because I knew we we just really kind of wanted to talk. We yeah. just we had never been able to communicate outside of work. And so we had been communicating at work, kind of flirting with each other and beating around the bush and then texting here and there. But we hadn't really got to spend any one-on-one time with each other. Mm-hmm. And so it's so funny looking back now at at even that point in time, 
how not busy the area was compared to oh how it is gosh, now. Oh gosh, I know. Yeah. You couldn't even so go true. to those places now. No. I mean, we were like the only people in the pizza place. Uh-huh. And the little dive, the dive bar we went to was shut down. But all those, this was before the dive bars became, the before hipsters ruined it all. <laughs> but the, yeah, so we just went to the little, what is it, Nicolette's? Uh, Nicoletti's. Uh, you you got me now, like you said the wrong thing, and now I can't think of the right one. It was Nicolo's. 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 Nicolo's Pizzeria. Uh-huh. And we had a large pepperoni pizza uh-huh. and a pitcher of Pabst Blue Ribbon. Yeah, PBR. Uh-huh. And uh, I liked I liked PBR on tap. I don't uh-huh. like it in the can, but I liked it on tap. And I was like, "Is this okay with you?" And you're like, "Yeah, you you know, you, you didn't care." Yeah. And I, you know, you weren't picky about. And you're still not picky about your pizza or your beer. Yeah, I know. So, well, well you've gotten pickier about yeah. the beer. Uh-huh. So have I. Um, so we had that and just talked and had a good time. And then I was like, oh, there's this little this little dive bar down there. Do you want to go down there? And it was it was quiet and dark. and Yeah, but and, so you got to back up a little bit, though, no, because what? so when... Oh, me picking yeah, you up. Yeah, when Seth picked me up, it was... It was funny, so because uh, he he had texted me and oh, and, and you uh, you washed your truck that day and mm-hmm. everything, cleaned it all out. Well, and yeah, so- <laughs> because three days prior we had all went to a bowling thing uh-huh. and she had been telling me about this little taco stand called Tacos Rapidos, and so me and one of the guys I worked with we went straight over there and got tacos. Those freaking tacos, the onions stunk my car up like bo. My yeah. truck, I had a pickup truck. Uh-huh. And it was just a single cab, so there was, like, nowhere for the smell to go. So it was, like, in the cloth seats. It just smelled like B.O. because that's how onions are. And I was so uh, paranoid about that. Uh, Well, and the the food is freaking amazing. Oh, yeah, the food's great. It's worth ruining the smell of your car for. Yeah. So I was, like, trying to air it out and clean it out and washed it and sprayed the little cherry spray in there to try to cover it up and, (laughs) and everything. And I had... You you were in the process of just really kind of moving back in with your yeah. parents, so I had to pick you up at your parents' house. Yeah, and so he was. Well, you were like, "What am I? What am I supposed to do? Am I like picking you up at your apartment, or what's going on?" I was like, "Oh no, you can pick me up at my parents' house." Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so, but he gets to my parents' house, and of course, I pull the typical girl thing, I guess. And you're not ready. I'm not quite ready. I was ready, but not rushing around. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, and so my dad mm-hmm. answers the door. <laughs> yeah. And and Seth is like thinking, what the heck? Like, who's this guy? I didn't know that. I didn't know Crystal had a brother. Yeah. <laughs> she never talked about a brother. <laughs> yep. Yeah. So then, uh, so yeah, so he sits down and visits with my dad. Mm-hmm. And it's like a teenage. Yeah, it's it's yeah, it's very reminiscent of high school. Cause yeah. I, go, I go to this girl's parents' place to pick her up, ring the doorbell, greeted by the dad, sit down. <laughs> He's interviewing me, and but not like any pressure type yeah, of interview. No. And then you're trying to get ready, and you're kind of embarrassed. Like, let's just get out of here, and <laughs> like like a seventeen year old girl. Like, oh, dad, quit. Let's let's go. Let's leave before they want to take a picture or something like that. Yeah. And well, so, and then my dog, too, Blade. Well, Blade, yeah, the one that was just drinking out of there. Mm-hmm. When I got, all the dogs were barking. Your parents' dog, Blade, everybody was barking. And so I don't know, like, who bites and who doesn't or anything like that. And so I sit down, and the dogs are sniffing me, and Blade 
sits down right next to me mm-hmm. and curls up and you're like, oh, that's a good time. Because, you know, you, you hear the, you know, you can t- if your dog doesn't like the guy, then it's a bad decision. <laughs> and so he's sitting right there next to me and I'm petting him and he's right under my arm. I don't think anything of it. As soon as she's like, are you ready to go? I'm like, yeah. And as soon as I go to stand up, I move too quickly and Blade bites me. <laughs> Right on my yes. thigh. First time I've ever been bitten by a dog in my life. Oh my gosh, that's my dog. Yeah. And I was like, what the hell? He just bit me. And I remember thinking that, that oh man, I, I wonder if she's going to think, well, if my dog doesn't like yeah. me. But then you find out Blade hates everybody. Yeah. Um, so. Well, now he loves you. Yeah. Yeah. We're buddies now. Uh-huh. But he, uh, yeah, so then we, we leave, we go, we go grab some pizza, we go. And I'm like having to use my GPS because I don't know where anything is. Yeah. Well, and it was funny because I remember thinking like, does, okay, why is he taking this route? You know, he could just take this way and it would be a lot easier. Mm -hmm. But like, you didn't know, you didn't know the area very well at all. So you're taking, you were taking me the way the GPS was telling you to. Mm -hmm. I'm like, oh, okay, well. Yeah, like, this is a really long way. <laughs> but one, one of the things that I, I will say is we we talked the whole time. Mm-hmm. It wasn't this uncomfortable silence, which yeah. I would have thought, based on how much we communicated at work, that we would have had less to talk about. Uh-huh. Um, and we didn't. And so I am really surprised when, like, either watch a dating show or you hear about dates, how they're like, we had nothing to talk about. And I'm like, you guys have never hung out. How How... Do you have absolutely nothing to talk I know. about? Um, I mean, we talked the entire time, yeah. and I think it was. I I know I one of the things that I did that I looked I looked back on and was like, yeah, I probably shouldn't have done it. Was I talked about my divorce, mm-hmm. um, but it was because I hadn't been able to talk to anybody else about it. Yeah. Um, well, I know, and I guess like. Our situation was definitely different than a lot of people, you know, where we we did know kind of more of a background story mm-hmm. behind it. I'm sure that, like, because we do not recommend talking about your ex yeah. during yeah, a first date. Yeah, if you're going on a blind date or a first date yeah. with somebody that knows nothing about you. Do yeah, not do, not do, do that. that. Yeah. But You already knew what I was going through. Yes. Yeah. Uh-huh. And you knew what I was going through, too. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, you're right. I mean, we talked... The entire time, and mm-hmm. I mean that's how it is now. I mean, yeah. we we just talk. Mm-hmm. We even years and years later, we still have a lot to talk about. Yeah, and uh, and yeah, I mean it was it was just it was a really fun night. I mean, we yeah, like you said, we started out at the pizza place, and um, and then we ended up getting done there and then going to this little dive bar next door and sitting in the, it was really dark and, Mm -hmm. and like they had these cool little booth type areas and it was, I'm trying to, cause I can like picture it in my head. Mm -hmm. It was like, it reminded me of a dimly lit Chinese restaurant. (laughs) Kind of, (laughs) but, but it kind of reminded me more of, I would say a cross between a Chinese restaurant and like an Italian Mm -hmm. Type. Yeah, very dimly lit lounge yes. type of bar uh-huh. is what it was. With the big cushy booth seats. Yeah. The big leather cushy uh-huh. oversized booth seats. 
Yeah. Um, and I, I remember we kind of old school. We looking. held hands uh-huh. while we were sitting there. Yeah, I know. And then, and I, I made sure that I opened your cart, the your side of the door for you uh-huh. every time we went every somewhere. Time. Mm-hmm. And then we were. I I didn't really know what to do after that because it was kind of like, well, what now? It was kind of that weird window where it was too late to really go do something fun. Like we couldn't go hit the bowling alley. Yeah. Or anything. But it was kind of too early to call it quits. Yeah. Well, and we wanted to hang out more too. Yeah, and we didn't really just want to throw in the towel, and so we were kind. Of, I was like, well, I'll just start heading back towards your parents' place, and if mm-hmm. we find somewhere, find somewhere whatever. we can, and and then even even not not really intentionally trying to lay a line down, <laughs> I it just it popped in my head that what what happens if you park and make out as an adult. <laughs> Yeah. Like, can you get in trouble for that? I mean, can 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 you? Well, I mean, will a cop tap on their window with their flashlight, or do your window with a flashlight and call your parents and tell you to get home? I mean, what what do they do when you've got, you know, a guy in his early thirties and a girl in her late twenties making out uh-huh. in a truck? So I just I brought it up and yeah. I was like, like, can you do that? I mean, and you were like, I don't know. Do you want to see? Yeah. And we ended up getting close to your house and parked like right behind your your middle school middle school (laughs) and made out in the cab of my truck and fogged up the i mean it was literally like the whole night was like being 17 years old it was i know yeah but and it was like it was everything fun about being young Mm -hmm. again you know everything without the awkwardness yeah There, there was nothing that night that felt awkward or forced or unnatural. Mm-hmm. It was. I was really amazed, and I think it was really because of of the friendship and the relationship we already had that did away with the uncomfortableness mm-hmm. of it. But I, I think that I was really. I, I, get, I was a little nervous about going out for the first time, but I wasn't nervous once once I went to your parents' house. The, the nerves were gone. Yeah, I really wasn't nervous past that. Uh-huh. Um, I think it was just driving over because I had to drive a long way oh, you know, I know. over there. Yeah. I was like, God, I haven't done this in forever. This is so weird. And, and you know, I was trying to remember like, what happened on my last first, first date? And, yeah. <laughs> you know, I'm like, what do you, what do you even expect? I mean, what are you supposed to do? And I know. And, you know, well, I, and, I know. and then I was, I, I remember like initially like, well, what do I, you know, do I kiss her goodnight? Do I, cause it was just all these thoughts running through your head when you've been out of it so long, you you revert back to when you were a teenager because that's yeah. the last time you remember having those thoughts. Yeah, I know. Well, I, I remember. Um, <laughs> I remember a couple, a couple funny things. So, like uh, about about like. Well, I remember because I remember thinking too. Uh, again, thinking like the last time I went on a first date was when I was in high school, and. Thinking like, you know, you're not supposed to kiss on a first date and all this stuff. But then you're like, but I'm an adult. I'm yeah. not some young kid that doesn't know any better. Exactly. Yeah. And so I, <laughs> I remember saying, I'm really, I'm not a whore <laughs> or I'm not a hoe or yeah. something. And, uh, and then like, I remember you saying like how soft my legs were and, and then I was <laughs> Oh my gosh, it's embarrassing. But I remember saying how soft your head was. I was like, oh my gosh. Like, because I never felt a bald head before. Right. It was just so soft. And I don't know. It's it's just kind of a funny thing to to remember. Well, after, I mean, even when you, well, because the, the makeout session got 
pretty intense. Pretty heated. And we we started rounding the bases. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And you were like, I don't want you, you know, I don't do this. You know, I haven't been on a first date in forever, so I'm, I'm not a hoe. And I was like, well, I'm not really trying to get in your pants. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I remember you said that yeah. too. <laughs> yeah, that's funny. But yeah. then it was funny because everybody at work like wanted the details yes. afterwards because uh-huh. we worked at a very small place and everybody knew we were flirting around and we were kind of starting to see each other and everybody knew that that was going to kind of be our first, or they found out very shortly after because mm-hmm. nobody could keep a, keep their mouth shut oh, there yeah. for very long at all. Uh-huh. And so I remember going back the next week and everybody's like, oh, well, how did it go? Where'd mm-hmm. you go? What'd you, what'd you do? And, and people were asking you questions about me and... And all that stuff. But it was, you know, I think that when you look back, it's like, well, what what are some of the things on that first date that, you know, are there really ways to find signs or predictable pieces of a date that says this is going to work out Uh or it's not? Or do people really just read into that too much Mm -hmm. of... You know, whether it's a, a wise tale or just a saying or superstitions of, well, if the guy does this, that's a good sign. If he doesn't do that, it's a bad sign. Yeah. Because I can definitely think of a bunch of things that should not happen on a first date. Uh-huh. And if one of my friends or a girlfriend or a woman I knew or somebody talked to me about, well, here's how my first date went, and they said any of those, I'd be like, don't ever see this dude again. Yeah. I know. But for some reason, women tend to be a glutton for punishment and... Go for round two. Well, I know. And so, like, because <clears throat> we, were, we were doing a little bit of research and stuff. And even just thinking about some of the first dates that we went on. And, and granted, I guess the first dates that I went on were in high school still. So I don't know if they really even matter that mm-hmm. much because I was a teenager. But, but even, even the first dates in, in high school... I was thinking about them and I was like, gosh, I, one, I didn't, I couldn't remember, um, mine and my ex's like official first first date. Um, but I remembered going to prom Mm -hmm. and stuff happening where it was not good. I mean, him coming and not being completely ready, wearing Adidas shoes, not dress shoes. And then ended up smelling bad and mm-hmm. and all this stuff and but I still was like oh he's probably he gets a pass. yeah he's probably nervous and um was trying to rush around and do things and but when you really look at it like why, one why did I just ignore the signs yeah why yeah. did I ignore those little signs like I mean, of course, like I said, I was a teenager, but yeah. would I ignore those signs as an adult? Well, and, and that, that's one of the things I think that, that's it, that people have to remember um, and, and really think about. And people can get very defensive about this when mm-hmm. you're like, because there's so many people that have horrible first dates and now they've been married to that moron yeah. for however many years. I know. And they're like, oh, our first date was awful. This happened, that happened. We didn't even like each other. I never wanted to see him again. And and they go into great detail about how awful it was. And then it's wrapped up by, but I decided to give him another chance and now we're happily married <laughs> with six kids. And they're not. Right. And so I'm like, I, I don't think I've heard that horrible story with someone that's like, man, that really did work out. Look how happy they are. I know. There's still this sense of 
of they don't like each other that much, uh-huh. and and it's almost the inability to say I should have recognized the signs, but I didn't. Mm-hmm. I forced this round peg in a square hole, and here we are, ten years later. <laughs> I know, and. And I know people get very upset that have had those stories when yeah. you shine a light on that. Uh-huh. Say, well, no, no, no. Your, your beginnings, it shouldn't have went past that. You you forced the issue. You know, you were given multiple signs by destiny, fate, God himself, whatever you want to call it, that says, hey, this is not going to work. And you just decided to shove through all that and try to force it to work in the first place. Now, that's a pretty generalistic statement to make about someone's first date and their continued relationship. Uh-huh. So I'm aware of that. Doesn't mean I'm not going to do it. I'm just aware of that. <laughs> <laughs> but I do think the really good first date stories that we hear from other couples, they genuinely seem way happier. Oh, I know. Well, and I think that, you know, there's there's certain little embarrassing moments maybe that could happen or I mean like I like I said the the whole your head is soft thing. You know, that's embarrassing to me. I'm sure it's hilarious to other people. Mm-hmm. But um there was another uh another listener that wrote in and said that he took his first date out in a minivan. And yeah, it's just something funny that you kind of remember when you're mm-hmm. when you're younger and stuff, and, and you're like, oh my gosh, like really? What? Why would I take her out in a minivan? Yeah. But it's well, and, just and it's just something fun to think yeah. about. Yeah. And but those though, and those are things that you can't really fault someone. No, for. I know. I mean, you, uh-huh. you, if you're if you're thinking that oh, our first date was awful because my 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 now husband showed up to put me up in a Pinto, I mean that's that's a pretty that's materialistic, very materialistic type of thing, uh-huh. um, and and I think that you know you can. One of the things that I that I tell people is if the date went wrong because of something that was out of your control or their control, that's not really a sign that something bad has is going to happen. Mm-hmm. If your date picks you up, he picks you up, or you're that guy and you pick your girl or pick your girlfriend up, whatever it is, and you're driving and you get a flat tire and you have to fix it and then you get to the restaurant and they're out of her favorite dish and then the waiter spills a glass of wine on her. You or he did nothing he wasn't contributing to that. Right. Those were just coincidences and mishaps that happened. Just uh, bad things that yeah. like you yeah. You can tend to read into that if you want, but mm. I think you're over analyzing that. Now Let's back up. If your date picks you up and he runs out of gas while he's driving because he's too dumb to check his fuel light or fill up his tank before he takes you out, and then he's going to take you to the one place for dinner and he doesn't remember that it's always closed on that date, so now you have to shift gears and go to another restaurant and he takes you somewhere that you've said you're allergic to or don't like that food, (laughs) and then you get there and he spills drink on you, that's some multiple signs that maybe this isn't going to work out. Yeah, Uh uh-huh. And push forward from that. Mm-hmm. But one of the things that we realized in looking into this is guys and girls are, survey the date, have expectations for the date, whatever you want to call it, are completely different. Yes. Well, and it's so weird because so women are so much harder on guys for the first date than men are for women. Mm-hmm. But the thing, the thing that baffles me 
is that so many women give the guy another chance, mm-hmm. though, even though they they didn't have a good time on the first yeah. date. And they won't tell him that... They didn't have a good time. They didn't have a good time. And they won't tell him yeah. that they didn't want to... They didn't like that type of food or whatever. And, you yeah. know, years and years later, you they get married and then... You find out, oh, she didn't like that food all along. Well, I mean, that's the kicker is the, these, these girls will go on a date, and throughout the night, they find out they don't have anything in common with this person. There isn't a real substantial spark there. Mm-hmm. They don't really see themselves with them down the road. They don't really care if they see him again throughout the date. They're starting to, this con list of the person is starting to outweigh the pros list yeah. throughout the evening. And at the end of the night, the guy kisses her goodnight, and that's the end of the day. And mm-hmm. she's like, oh, my gosh, it was absolutely horrible. Yeah. And the guy's like, oh, we're really good. We even kissed at night. And he has no idea that everything else was bad. But then her dumb ass will say, here's the 50 things I hated about that date, and I didn't like about him, but okay, I'll give him another chance. <laughs> I don't. I know. You don't owe it to him to give another. If there's not a spark there and you don't have anything in common, I mean, this is how people end up in shitty marriages. I know. You are, I just said it, you're forcing that round peg in a square hole. I can't remember if I said square peg in a round hole or round peg in a square hole. (laughs) One of those. You're doing that, though. And I don't understand why. I don't know if it's... Because there's girls I've seen do this that they they don't have a reason to be desperate. Mm -hmm. They shouldn't be at the end of the rope or they just have to settle down with someone, they shouldn't have a self-confidence issue that says that, well, nobody else may be interested in me except this dud over here that I went out on a date with. But, mm-hmm. I mean, he asked me out, so I'll give him another chance. I mean, I, I can't seem to wrap my head around why these worthwhile women and girls or whatever you want to call them are giving opportunities to worthless men mm-hmm. and then spend the rest of their lives complaining about... They're worthless husband. I know. Yeah. Well, I know. And they, the initial first date, they are giving the guy false hope mm-hmm. for a good future with somebody. I mean, I don't know if guys are really thinking about the future type stuff initially anyway. I doubt it. But, and I know that women are. Mm-hmm. Women do think about those things. They They're asking more questions like... You know, what What does your future look like and mm-hmm. stuff. And guys aren't. Yeah. And, um, but yeah, they they are giving guys false hope that, oh, this this chick is into me. Mm-hmm. You know, she's, she she enjoyed everything. I think you said it in, in, in another episode where the guy, the girl goes into work the next day and is complaining about the entire date. And then... Yeah, lists off everything that went horrible. Yeah. The guy goes to his work, tells everybody what a great night it was. <laughs> yeah. How great it was. Can't wait to see her again. Uh-huh. And the girl finishes this whole story about how awful it was, and she tells all of her coworkers, yeah, we're going out again next weekend. <laughs> yeah. And he's pumped up. Uh-huh. And I, once again, I, I don't understand that. Yeah. I, you know, I think that be, when you are dating, this is your opportunity to be as picky as you want to be. Nobody can set your standards. Mm-hmm. If at any point in time you are on a date, guy or girl, and you look at the person across the table or wherever you're at, and you start to think, I don't like that, but that's not that big a deal. Mm -hmm. You should not be exposed to things you don't like about the person on your first date. I know. If you are, don't go on another one. And if you even take that a step further and say, well, I don't really like that, but maybe I can change that. 
Mm-hmm. You're wrong. You're, you're going to be fighting that battle every, every inch of the way. If you don't have anything in common, if you go out on a date and you're a vegan and they're a meat eater, don't go on a second date. Yeah, why would you do that? I if mean, they bring up some politic thing or something that you disagree with, don't go on a second date. Mm-hmm. If their interests are just outside of the realm of your interests, unless you're an open person that likes to pick up on other things, but don't go on a second date. I mean, it's okay to be like, you know what? There wasn't a spark. We don't have dick in common, and I don't really like you that much. It's <laughs> yeah. okay. I mean, you don't have to say it that way. Right. But don't uh-huh. give that false hope. Don't go on a second date. And, uh-huh. But I think people... I don't know why women tend to downplay the importance of the first impression. that they sh- Not what they make, but what they should get. Mm-hmm. You need to understand that that first date and that first exposure to that guy, he should be at his best behavior and be presenting you with an unrealistic version of himself, <laughs> almost. It should be the most impressive version of himself that's out there. And if you aren't slightly impressed by that, you're never going to get more impressed. Mm-hmm. I know. Well, I, that's true. I mean, at the same time, you don't want some dude freaking just... Being fake. Being fake, talking about himself, and full of himself, I guess. Well, that's different than... I, I, I think I, I put that... I mean, I would put that in a red flag mm-hmm. category, but I think that's different than... I mean, they, they should look the part. They should smell the part. They should act the part. Mm-hmm. They should pay for the dinner. You know, they should have a clean car, clean clothes. They shouldn't look like they grabbed a, a wadded up shirt off the floor and threw it on. Yeah. Um, there are certain things that are have nothing to do with how much money they make that their presentation should be at the top of its potential game. Yeah, I know. You will, and it's a first impression. You, mm-hmm. as much as you. You can say, oh, I'm not superficial or into that stuff. A first impression, even just seeing someone, is going to be just looking at somebody and and seeing if they are appealing to your eye. Mm-hmm. And if they're not, and if they come in like a slob, or even for women, I mean, I, I would think that... Most women wouldn't not dress up or, you know. I don't know a woman out there that would not put on nice clothes and not wear makeup and not put on perfume and go on a first date. Yeah. And I think that that's why women have higher expectations on first dates than guys do. Yeah. Because women put more effort into themselves than a lot of guys do. Mm-hmm. There are some guys that, that put in the equal effort. Then there's guys that put in too much effort. Yeah. But you shouldn't be going out with someone that puts in no effort. I know. <laughs> I'm about to sneeze. Yeah. Maybe uh, not. But, but yeah, I mean, you, I think that as, I think that both parties, both men and women, need to, I mean, they need to have a good amount of expectations but, and they also need to, you need to realize what you're bringing to the table, too, mm-hmm. into a first date. And um, I was thinking about, like, because, you know, the way you were explaining, like, you know, they need to 
dress nice. They need to, if you're not impressed by them or whatever, I was thinking like an interview type thing, Mm -hmm. but it's kind of like an interview, but don't make it like an interview. Right. I guess that kind of, it should should be a casual interview Mm -hmm. that that gives the, the first date gives you the opportunity to get a baseline of compatibility. Mm-hmm. established. And if it's not there, it's not there. That interview is okay to end with throwing that resume in the trash and say, we've decided to go in a different direction. <laughs> yeah, You're allowed to do that. Uh-huh. If you were doing a job interview and, and you were looking at an employee that didn't have the qualities you wanted, didn't have the background you wanted, didn't have the skill set you needed to put in the job, why the fuck would you hire them? But people end up settling down and marrying these people. I know. It's okay to have your list of what you want Find a tactful and casual way to at least look for, you know, three to five of those qualities in the person throughout the course of the evening or over dinner or over your time together, whatever it is, mm-hmm. and then step back and evaluate the job application, <laughs> <laughs> you know, and see mm-hmm. if they really meet your your standard. And hopefully they're doing the same thing with you. Most guys don't do that, though. I know. Most guys are so short-sighted. They just really care about how you look and what the level of physical interaction that was the night. That's how they measure success and failure of a date. Yeah, is the physical interaction. Well, it's I how you it. look in, in, the, in the amount of physical, or, or, or I don't want to say amount. It's not like they're like, well, I'm getting a third base tonight, and if I don't get it, I ain't going on a second yeah. date. I don't think most guys are like that. Mm-hmm. I think it's There's some guys at a minimum, there needs to be some kind of physical contact and a kiss, at least. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think as adults, that's perfectly okay. Yeah. But I, I think that most guys would go into it with, all know the date was a success if by the end of it there's some kind of physical encounter. Even mm-hmm. if it's when I drop her off at her apartment door or, or whatever it is, um, that's how they would measure the success. Mm-hmm. But as you pointed out earlier, the women's level of success of a date is, is much more detailed. Yeah. Well, I think that... Oh, go ahead. But guys will not get the one thing that they wanted and not go on a second date with a girl. But the woman won't get the ten things she wanted and still go on a second date with the guy. Really? You think the guys wouldn't go on a second yeah. date? Because, really? Yeah. Because wow. guys guys associate the physical interaction with... That's their only barometer of, of well, she was into me because yeah. she kissed me. Uh-huh. If she's not into me, she won't kiss me. So if you're not into the guy, ladies... Big fucking hint, don't kiss him at the end of the night. I know. Oh, my God. Period. Yeah, well, again, that's giving the dude false hope. Because that's the one thing that they're looking for to say, oh, I've got a shot with this girl. We're Mm -hmm. going on a second date for sure. She Mm -hmm. kissed me at the end of the night. Yeah. You know? Uh And even if you do do that kiss and the kiss isn't good, Uh doesn't mean you have to go on a second date. (laughs) Yeah. Do you think, though, that, that there is some guys that... If they if the girl did kiss them, that they would think that, oh, she's just easy, and I don't want to, I don't want to date someone like that. I don't want to settle down with a girl. I'm like sure that. that there are some kind of male feminist guys out there that want the evening to be very hands off. Mm-hmm. They need to be clear. The girl should not be the one initiating the kiss, mm-hmm. and that's just an old fashioned perspective. Yeah. Well, well, another old-fashioned perspective is the who pays for mm-hmm. the date, and I think I think that the guy should pay. Yeah. 
I think the guy should pay. My my rules as far as paying is, if you're the guy and you ask the girl out, you should pay for everything. Mm-hmm. Now, if you go to eat dinner, you go get drinks, and on the way home, you stop and get ice cream and she wants to pay for the $1.50 ice cream cone, okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But the bulk of it, you should be spending. If she asks you out and you're into her, I still say the guy pays. Yeah. If she asks you well, out... Well, that'll give her a better impression of you, too. Yeah. If she asks you out and you're not into her, split the check. Don't ever let her pay for the whole thing. Uh-huh. Ever. That's my, that's my main rule. Don't ever let her pay for the whole thing. And the only time you split the check is if you're not into her. Yeah. Because that's a subtle... And don't kiss her at night. If you let her... If you split the check, do not even try to get to first base. Yeah. <laughs> you ain't yeah. getting shit. And just because you pay for everything doesn't mean you're getting to second base. Uh-huh. Oh, I know. Yeah. But if you order the the most expensive meal yeah, on if, the... Yeah, if she orders the most... Ladies, if you order the most expensive meal on the, pla- on the menu, you put out. <laughs> you gotta give it up. Uh, yeah, for sure. Yeah. <laughs> what about guys that like... Order for their date on the first date. Oh my gosh! She'll no. have a salad and a water, and then they look at her and they're like, "With the light dressing, please." Oh, that's <laughs> bad. No, that's so bad. Well, and and another thing is like, ladies, the the just order a salad because they they are too embarrassed to eat or whatever. Freaking. Eat what you want, I think. I think that, I mean, I guess I'm, I'm, a, I'm a big pig anyway <laughs> <laughs> when it comes to food. But, like, I don't know. I don't think you should be embarrassed to, to get what you want. <clears throat> Who gets to take the leftovers home? Oh, shoot. Because uh, I have a theory on that, too. Uh, I mean, I think it depends on if you, if you get the... The person who pays usually if, gets the leftovers. If you guys are sharing, like like the pizza, mm-hmm. and going back to what you said about how you like to eat, there was no leftovers <laughs> on our first date. We we both cleaned out an entire large, large pizza, pizza and two pitchers of beer. <laughs> um, this was before we were into fitness. We were just into fitness whole pizza in our mouth. Yes, exactly. But I think if it's a shared thing like that, uh-huh. whoever pays... Gets to take it home. If you go to a restaurant and you both order something different and she doesn't finish hers just because the guy pays doesn't mean he gets to take her leftovers home. Oh, okay. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh-huh. But ladies, don't order the cheesecake to go just so you can have it for dessert when you get home. <laughs> right? I know. Yeah, I agree with that. You're allowed. Whatever you're going to uh-huh. eat, eat there. If you don't finish what you eat, you get to take it home. You don't get to add extra. Uh-uh. Yeah. No. No. That's... But one of the sly ways to pull that off... Is if you do want to do that, you can't expect the boyfriend to pay or the date the guy to pay. What you do is you say, uh, you tell the waiter, "Hey, I, I need on a separate check. I, I need a piece of your New York cheesecake for my roommate when I get home." Uh. But it's really for you. <laughs> you just play it off like it's for somebody else, and you pay for it, right? Right. That'd be yeah. a sneaky way to get away. Well, with I know, and then you're not feel you don't feel like he would be judging you, right? That geez, she freaking needs to eat. Dessert too. Mm-hmm. <laughs> she already ate all of that food. Like, why what about girls gauging? I mean, part of it is I think the and this is this is where it gets tough because I think traditionally the 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 guy should let the girl order first. 
But I think what that does for the girl is it puts her in a conundrum of, I'm just going to order salad because I don't know how much he wants to spend on dinner. Yeah. Uh-huh. So it's almost one of those things where to avoid that, have the conversation before the waiter gets there of what looks good. Or what do you think you what do you think you're what do you feel get? yeah what do you think yeah. you're going to get here or if you've never been there what's good here what should uh, I get yeah um, <laughs> that's true and and have that conversation and uh-huh. and, and find out what he's going to get first uh-huh. and if he picks the cheapest thing on the menu I think that the the polite thing to do is pick something within that same ballpark yeah I agree if he's like uh, uh-huh. I'm just going to get the well, I'm going to get the grilled chicken yeah. and the veggies. Don't get the prime rib and lobster toe. <laughs> I know. Because if you do, you put now. You put now. <laughs> I know. Well, I think that I, I do. I, I like that. I like the the picking the guy, you know, mm-hmm. choosing first or seeing what each picks first or whatever. Because. Because I think that I've felt that way before, you know, and you don't know how, typically, if you're going on a first date and you don't know a whole lot about the person, you don't know how much money they're making and, and all that. So until I guess maybe after the first date, well, maybe well, not now, necessarily. Now I think about it, I don't get it because you knew I was getting divorced. I was losing my house and you made me pay for everything <laughs> that night. <laughs> That was kind of a dick move. You were just, you were getting out of your rent. You had a place to live. I was going to be homeless. And I still had to pay for everything. I know. And I had to spend $80 in gas to drive from where I lived to where you were. I, right. <laughs> you should have put out on our first date. Now that I think about it, shit. That was worth it, though. Yeah. Right? It was. It was. That's funny. That is. I yeah, because you, you at least had insight on how destitute I was about to be. Well, the pizza wasn't that wasn't that expensive, and nah, the beer, not then. It is now. The beer was no, it was PBR. It was PBR, like three dollars so, for a pitcher. Yeah, it was super cheap. Yeah, I so. was I was balling that night. Two pitchers of beer. <laughs> Two pitchers. <laughs> now I want pizza and beer really bad. This is so good. I know. Yeah, I know. Gosh. Yeah. Uh, but I don't know. Like when when you think about the the first day and. If it goes well or if it doesn't go well, when when should you when should you give them a second chance and when should you not? I, I think the second chances kinda like I said a while ago, I, if you feel the date went bad, you have to look at why did it go bad? Was it because he's a horrible decision and I say he because going back to what we said, I don't think most guys look back at a date and think it went horribly. Unless she was a bitch. Mm-hmm. And got vocal. I mean, we we saw the the story of this woman on a first date and asked, don't do this, ladies. But she said, how old do you think I am? Mm-hmm. And he's like, I don't know, 29. And she's like, 29. Really? And he, really? And he goes, oh, 30? And he's, he's stupid. He starts going up instead of <laughs> down. down. And then she's like, no, I'm 26. She was furious. Because First of all, she did that to herself. Uh-huh. He didn't help because he was a moron. You should always underguess. Yeah, I was like, is she fucking with him? Like, yeah, yeah, we thought she was joking. Yeah, wow. Um, so if, unless something happens, if most guys, now I, I would imagine that guy would be like, oh my gosh, this what crazy is? bitch like got all mad at dinner because I didn't know how old she was. <laughs> I know. And so other than that, I don't think most guys are like, oh, it was... 
I don't know if the date went that well, but I might give her a second chance. Mm-hmm. That, guys don't do stuff like that. So I think most of the second chance falls in the lap of the woman mm-hmm. um, because yeah. it really is up to her. And, and so I think that you have to look at it. If the, bait, if the date went horribly wrong or it wasn't up to par, why? Was it because of factors that he couldn't control or you couldn't control? Or was it because he's a horrible decision maker, because he is clueless, because, you know, all these things you wouldn't want in a partner. Mm-hmm. If you start analyzing that, well, you know, he's kind of dumb, he's kind of broke, he's kind of lazy, he's kind of... <laughs> yeah, do not give them a second chance, because they're not going to change in a two-week period yeah. to make themselves a worthwhile partner. And... It's okay to not give them a second chance. Everybody wants to sound like this martyr and they were so high and mighty because they gave someone a second chance. Mm-hmm. And people that end up marrying someone to give a second chance once again get very upset about that. Well, yeah. I'm glad I gave my I'm glad I gave my partner a second chance. Really? Are you really that glad? Because <laughs> look at your current situation now. Yeah. Was it really the best decision? But I think that you have to really look at why are you contemplating a second chance in the first place? Mm-hmm. Is it because your standards are too high? I know. Or is, is it because you are being unrealistic about the expectations you're putting on mm-hmm. a potential first date? And if it is, then by all means, give a second chance. Yeah. Well, I know. I think that, I think that a lot of women are, are very judgmental when it comes to the first dates. And I think that... I think that... It, I guess within reason, you you could give a guy a second and, chance. Uh, but I still, I still give the ladies a pass on it. Be, be as judgmental as you want. Guys should understand and know the pressure going into that date. Mm-hmm. If they don't understand and recognize that the woman they're going to take out on a date has high expectations, or they're interviewing you and looking at your resume you're supplying and you aren't putting forth your best foot that's not her fault mm-hmm. for not wanting to give them a second chance that's his fault yeah what about like the like the whole spark thing like if there's no spark in the in the date at all what what is it that and you should people know within the first 20 minutes whether they found the love of their life yeah or, some people find out in the first 20 minutes of the third date or whatever it is. <laughs> first, yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, you know, I, I think that, once again, are you, are you trying to force a spark? Uh-huh. I mean. If there's no spark, there's no spark. Yeah, there's not a spark there. Uh-huh. I mean, if, if, you, if you aren't feeling at least some, and, and uh, what do you classify spark as? I would say, I mean, good conversation where you're, you, well, initially when you see the person, like, mm-hmm. and you, you very first even meet them, like, do you, are you attracted to them? Mm-hmm. Period. And then it goes beyond the attraction to, can I have a good conversation right. with them? And I think that those two things... See, and I wanted to ask you first, because I think this is another example of the difference between what guys and girls think. Uh-huh. I would classify Spark as some level of sexual attraction. Uh-huh. Most guys don't really give a shit about how great the conversation is on the first date. 
Mm, yeah, I guess. I really just true. don't think they do. I, there are some. Uh-huh. And it doesn't mean that you still can't have a good conversation. It doesn't mean you can't recognize that there was good conversation. Well, okay, but okay. So I, let me ask you this then. Okay. <laughs> With, and this isn't even date related or whatever. It's more so attraction related. Mm-hmm. But, because I remember you telling me before that, um, that you were attracted to that uh, Jennifer Love Hewitt girl when you were younger. Mm-hmm. But then she, did she write a book or something? No, she did or an she interview. she spoke. Yeah. Yeah, it was the interview. It wasn't even in person. I read it in a magazine. She did an interview with Stuff or FHM or one of those. And then her just saying her opinions. She was and, stupid. Yeah, yeah, you, it just. Yep, I was like, The yeah. attraction was not there anymore. Right. So initially, like if you were to go to, on a date with someone like that and then. You know, you had that physical sexual attraction mm-hmm. initially, but then she speaks and you're like, ooh, yeah, no, I can't. I think it depends on how, I think it's a really good point, but I think that it depends on the intellectual level of the of the guy. Really? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I to guess To grasp right. that. I mean, because uh-huh. there's just a lot of guys like, I don't care what she comes out of your mouth, you look good, <laughs> you know? Yeah. Uh-huh. Um... I mean, that's why you see these gold digger women with these older guys. Yeah. The guy does not, he doesn't care that she's gold digging. He knows. She's just good looking. That's all he cares about. Yeah. Now, not every guy is like that. Mm -hmm. And it's hard to relate that to our first date because we already had great conversation. Mm -hmm. We already were attracted to one another um, physically and, and emotionally and mentally and and, you know, vocally, whatever you want to call it, we, we had more of a connection. But I think that not knowing the person on that initial first date and alone time and encounter, that's when you really kind of get somebody revealed. Mm-hmm. Now, I, I, I think that there are plenty of guys out there that would find someone very attractive, and then if they opened their mouth and they were a moron, they wouldn't want to go on a second date. Mm-hmm. But those are the same guys that would still be like, oh, I'll still bang her tonight. I'm just yeah, not going to see her again. That's true. Yeah. <laughs> that's so true. Because that's the guy's like, oh, yeah, she was super hot. She was just stupid. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So, so I think that the spark for a guy is pretty minimal initially mm-hmm. just for... And, and, and most guys don't even look at it as mutual sexual attraction. It's really just... Um, I'm into her because that's why you hear guys like when a girl's like, you know what? I, I didn't feel the spark. I just don't think we had that. I don't think it's there. The guy always says, well, I thought we had a great time. Yeah, I know. Because they're so clueless. Uh-huh. Well, I thought we had a great time. And and their summary of great time meant we had a decent meal and I think you're hot. Uh-huh. Or I'm attracted to you or something. I mean, it, it's very simplistic. Uh-huh. I know. Well, and most I think that most guys, I know that there's some guys out there that, that do think about, um, you know, like, I'm going to marry that girl, you know, the first mm-hmm. time that he encounters her. But most guys aren't thinking about... Long-term. Yeah, long-term yeah. at all. So they're, they are just thinking about tonight and... Well, and if they bring up what they're trying to figure out long-term, that's a red flag. Yeah. <laughs> you should not bring up on a first date that you want to be married with kids in two years. Yeah, I know. I mean, that's either one of you. No. That's, that's uh-huh. dumb. You shouldn't talk about your future mm-hmm. as far as those things go. Moving forward, you shouldn't talk about your biological clock. Yeah, I know. I mean, there's some definite faux pas. I have babies. Yeah. And, yeah, yeah, I know. The 
but I think that that's where people can tend to get nervous, just like in an interview, and overshare mm-hmm. on a first date. I mean, you you should kind of have. I mean, I, and I'm a, I'm a planner, so it's easier for me to say it. But you you should kind of have your own boundaries of what you're comfortable discussing mm-hmm. on that first date, and what you want to ask, what you want. Like I said, what's some criteria that you want out of someone? You should be at least looking ahead of what are this what is this person going to do for me tonight that's going to allow me to go on a second date with them. That should be the guy's perspective. What can I do tonight that's going to allow me the privilege of going on a second date with this girl? And the girl should be, what is this guy going to bring to the table tonight that I'm going to allow him to take me on a second date? Yeah. And that sounds very sexist and one-sided, and I did that intentionally. But I really think the dating ball is in the woman's court, mainly because they're more mature. They tend to have a better outlook of what the future is going to look like. They tend to be better planners. Mm-hmm. And they're not thinking with their dick because they don't have one. Yeah. So, I, you know, I think that they are going to have a much more level head of overall emphasis and, and perception of how the date really went because they're going to look at it from different factors, and guys aren't. Right. So I, the downside of that is it is in your court, ladies, to mm-hmm. make that. But that's where we go back to what we said before. You make a dumbass decision by having that level head, knowing the expectations, seeing the results— and it's shit, and you're like, oh, I'll still give him another chance when the ball's in your court for a reason. Yeah. He's too dumb to know that he shouldn't get a second chance. So you ha- unfortunately have to make that decision for him. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh-huh. I know. Yeah. Yeah, don't lead, don't lead people on. Don't lead guys on like that. Just. Mm-hmm. Well, I don't think they're intentionally leading them on. I know. Part of it is because they don't want to hurt anybody. Uh-huh. They don't want to hurt their feelings. And they end up ultimately what you do is you are potentially sacrificing your... For someone that can think long-term, you you miss the point that you are potentially sacrificing your long-term happiness by not wanting to hurt someone's feelings for short-term mm-hmm. reasons. Yeah. And they'll, they'll get over it. They, they'll get over it. Trust me. They'll, they'll move on. Mm-hmm. And, and you don't want to put your, yourselves in those situations. Don't drag it out. Don't go on those multiple dates. If there's not the spark there if you don't feel there's a connection, if you don't have enough to talk about in one evening to carry on good quality conversation with one another where you both are contributing to the conversation, it's okay to say this just isn't going to work. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it is. Yeah, it's completely okay. Mm-hmm. And yeah. And um, if you... What do you think about not telling the person, just like not talking to them again, ghosting them, I guess? I think that's fine. Yeah. <laughs> I, I I would prefer a woman ghost a guy and then just move guy. on with her life than cave into the pressure and the you know, the sympathy of not ghosting them and letting them go out on a date and then end up marrying them later that's down the road. That's true. That's very ghost true. away. Yeah. Call Yas Casper. I don't give a <laughs> shit. Ghost away. Yeah. You know? I know. Go guys will at least figure that out, uh-huh. and yeah. some of them are too stupid to figure it out right away. Mm-hmm. But they'll figure it out eventually. Yeah. Um. You know, I. I but it, it's tough now to see. I don't know the challenges of dating right now, mm-hmm. so I feel kind of unqualified to talk about what a twenty-three-year-old person is doing on a date. Because mm-hmm. I don't know. Like, is it is it wrong to? 
like, oh, it's our first date. Hey, get in here. Let's take a let's take a selfie and throw it on Instagram. Oh, I know. I would think that would be stupid. Yeah, I do. would think so. I would think that's not you know, something you should do. But I've seen people like when like the guy goes to the bathroom, she's like, somebody save me. This is an awful first date. I mean, uh-huh. like like they're blogging their date. Yeah. Via Instagram or Snapchat <laughs> yeah, or, or whatever, I which know. I would say is you shouldn't do. Anyway. Yeah, that's a no-no too. I but would say people tend to overshare nowadays, and they're very public with what they do. Mm-hmm. I know. Well, I guess this is this is another. I don't know. I guess we've been going on for a while and kind of here and there. But I was thinking about like when you meet someone online and then you meet them in person. Mm-hmm. And you're like, oh, your picture isn't yeah. like what you, <laughs> how if you were. If you are. look just like your picture, you're allowed to be upset and don't even go on the date if you don't want. Uh-huh. But if you did the same team thing to them, you're both on a level playing field at that point. Yeah. Yeah. You know? Mm-hmm. If you are getting, and this goes for guys and girls, if you're getting ready to go on a date, and the person you're going to meet says, oh, by the way, that picture online is from like five years ago. Cancel the date. Yeah. Or send me a, yeah, a send, picture. Take a picture right, right now, now. Let me see what you look like. <laughs> That's messed up, but I, at least you're, you're... You're just going to waste time if you go. Yeah. And it's like, oh, I was attracted to you online because of how I thought you looked. Uh-huh. I got catfished, bitch. <laughs> right? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's my favorite saying every time we watch the show Catfish. As soon as those shows start, I can tell in the first five minutes, and I'll, every time I'm like, that bitch getting catfished. You got catfished, bitch? <laughs> oh, that's like every episode. Yeah, I love it. <laughs> yeah, that's funny. So don't, yeah, don't get catfished. Yeah. If you know you're getting catfished, you're dumb. No, oh, you know. Oh, man, that's sad, though. Yeah. That's really sad. But I don't know. I mean... Like I said in the beginning, I thought that this would be a fun little topic to talk about. Yeah. And and like I just said, it's it has been kind of all over the place with this episode, but I don't think we gave any real advice. No, I think it was just it more was just, conversational about it. Yeah. You know, I I think that th- there's no rules. There there's no set in stone rules about you know what you absolutely should or shouldn't do. I mean, mm-hmm. there's some common sense things that should probably fall into both of those. But if it feels right with it, like within your new pursuing mm-hmm. relationship, then go for it. Yeah, you know, with certain things. Yeah, there's nothing wrong with that. Mm-hmm. And ask the, questions, get answers. Yeah, find out about the person. If you didn't learn anything from them, you, you, you're not. You know, qualified to make an opinion on if you should go on a second date or not. Yeah, I know. Know more about them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but I think that that kind of about wraps it up mm-hmm. for this episode. As always, thank you all for listening and uh, watching. And don't forget to subscribe to our YouTube channel, like us on Facebook, follow us on Instagram, and listen to us wherever you listen to your podcast. And we'll talk to you next week. Thanks. <laughs>